This call is now being recorded. Hello, everybody. Uh oh. Uh oh. Merry Christmas to everybody. Master Blaster Podcasters taking off our political hat for a second uh, to talk some Christmas or Christmas special episode. Uh, Dirty Mouth is here. Dirty, how you doing? Ouch. And I am Dylan. Uh, so we'll talk about you know, Christmas stuff, Christmas movies, Christmas songs, growing up, what was it like, uh, where we lived, so the time period we lived in. Um, at Christmas time, Christmas gifts, both giving and receiving. Um, now Christmas is a hard time of year for some people. And what else? Maybe some Christmas foods. Anything that's fun Christmas, uh, talking points will hit that. Um, so let's start out. Um, before we get into the movies and songs, or this could segue into this, this uh, dirty. What makes you? What do you think of when you think of Christmas? Oh, I think of uh, family and uh, all the movies that come out and the music, uh, trees being lit up, giving gifts. Uh, uh. <laughs> What, what, what about Christmas? Family. What do you have to have at Christmas? What do I have to have at Christmas? Yeah, what's like a Christmas necessity every year? Do you have something like a dish or a movie or a oh, yeah. sweater I mean, or a, a, an activity? Planes, trains, and automobiles. I play that. Uh, I play Elf. I play, uh, I play uh, Christmas Carol. I play... Santa. Um, there's this. There's this one movie with uh, Kurt Russell, Christmas Chronicles. He plays Santa. That's pretty good. Uh, just I don't know. I, I just go get the movies and then I turn on the uh, turn on the on YouTube. I go and put on my Christmas music mixes and they have like they have like thousands. So pretty cool. Awesome. Um. Yeah, I'll tell you what, where we live, when you're talking about um, dirty, the only place you lived, I guess California, would not have Christmas-like weather, but you're in Alaska now, I'm in Chicago, you were in Chicago, I was in St. Louis, which still gets cold, not as much snow, and of course, I I was born in Seattle, more rain than snow, and on the East Coast, though, I um, moved there when I was about five years old and had some a lot of white Christmases. Um, that's what it, it really reminds me of Christmas, maybe a little bit of snow, certainly some cold weather. Um, it's an inside holiday more than an outside holiday, you know, comparing to, like, Fourth of July or um, maybe uh, Labor Day or Memorial Day, those kind of holidays. So the other thing, too, is that um, – Thanksgiving is really the considered the holiday of food, but uh, Christmas, I remember growing up, I mean, Thanksgiving was really just a, a day of, like, lots of turkey and, and pie, I guess, and you have that ad nauseum for some days after that. Christmas was a little different because there's kind of a lead-up to it rather than just the day. Um, lots of people do some things leading up to Christmas, whether it's 12 days of Christmas or... Um, you know, you can hear lots of Christmas songs beforehand. It really starts 
long in advance. In fact, sometimes it starts like September 1st as far as consumerism was concerned. Um, but, uh, yeah, Christmas is more like Christmas cookies, all the great colors, lots of red and green, and uh, Christmas candies and all these kind of things. Let's actually start off with uh, songs and movies, in fact, specifically movies. What are your – I know you mentioned a few. What are your favorite Christmas movies that kind of get you in the mood? Is there anything that gets you a little emotional, makes you think about childhood? Um, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, again, like I said, even though it's a Thanksgiving movie, it's a good Christmas movie as well. Um, Die Hard. Yes, definitely takes place during Christmas, even if it's in L.A., there's no snow, but um, great. In fact, it came out, I remember seeing that at the theaters when it came. It came out the summer of of 88, but it was filmed, I think, during the Christmas time of 87. Um, Mm -hmm. So while it's being, like, the story takes place at Christmas time, which is great. Love it. Uh, I myself am partial to uh, my favorite Christmas movie of all time by far is A Christmas Story. The little Ralphie, yeah. that Red Rider BB gun, uh, the red-headed bully that's chasing him around. Uh, the family is hilarious. Uh, the Chinese restaurant scene is, is very funny. That's something actually, uh, and if you do watch it, um, it, it is something that's on every year on a Turner channel, TNT or TBS, one of those shows at 24 hours, I think starting 6 p.m. on Christmas Eve. Uh, I rarely a year goes by that I actually miss watching that at least once. I'll tell you what, though. A couple of other Christmas specials, um, by the way, one mo- movie that I would recommend if people want a comedy for Christmas is a movie called Trapped in Paradise. And it was made maybe 94, 95, right before Nick, it was Nicolas Cage, Dana Carvey, John Lovitz. Um, also, the guy from Dirty, you and I talked about him the other day, one of the cops from Beverly Hills Cop, who was also in Midnight Run. I forget the guy's name. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, he has mustache, kind of bald, uh, very good character actor. He's in that movie as well, plays one of the local township folks. Um, I guess they get, uh, they have to go to some small, they get, they're in New York, it's before Nicolas Cage blows up as an action guy, uh, when he still did regular movies, um, and yeah. he, I guess they, something happens, they have to go to some small town, they're, it's, it's ridiculous, the beginning is ridiculous, kind of, they get accused of stealing something, and they have to get out of New York, and they go to Paradise, New York, or it's Paradise, Connecticut, wherever the hell it is, and, Basically, Dana Carvey is hilarious. Um, so if you're looking for um, a good Christmas movie, John Lovitz is great. Nicholas Cage, the cast is fantastic, very good comedy. Um, one other I would severely recommend if you're looking for a horror movie is, and we did our top horror movies by decades, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 21st century. I did not see this movie when we did best horror movies in the 1970s because if I did, it would have been in the top five, and that's Black Christmas. It is a tremendous horror movie, an original slasher film uh, that a lot of different uh, Halloween, a lot of different movies take from that. A Stranger in the House, if you remember the scene where, you know, why haven't you checked on the children? Mm-hmm. Uh, check, check on the children. Anyway, that came from this movie. It was just a blatant ripoff, basically, 
Um, anyway, great, great film by Bob Clark. Coincidentally, the same director who directed A Christmas Story did that, and that oh. film starts Margot Kidder and Andrea Martin from SCTV. Um, and before I go on, uh, Dirty, what else, uh, what else as far as Christmas specials? Anything cartoony? Anything that kind of reminds you of your childhood a little bit, or? No, those animated stop motion animated movies Love used them. to come out. Great, great movies. Um, I'll just say Home Alone. I like watching that every year too. Because first we remind totally. me of Chicago. Uh, totally. I also like Christmas Vacation because that's another one that reminds me of Chicago. Very good. That's why I like. That's why I like playing trains and automobiles because it reminds me of Chicago, especially John Candy. Um, he alone is like a holiday. He's like a such a a warm actor, comedian, Absolutely. funny guy. Um, Sorely missed. Huh. Yeah, but you know, um, I just like seeing the families out. I like you know. I used to like. Uh, I think Chicago lights up. It's just uh, they go out despite how shitty you may feel. It's just kind of nice walking around Mag Mile. Checking stuff out. Yeah, uh, especially too if you. There's a difference between if you grew up in a small. I mean, I grew up in mostly small towns. Uh, I lived mm-hmm. in Worcester, Mass, for a year with uh, my family. Then moved out to a small town called Sturbridge. Um, there, boy, you were just really the whole town kind of shuts down for Christmas. As the opposite for if you're in Chicago, there's lots of different uh, nationalities of people. Uh, some people may celebrate their own type of holiday around this time. Uh, but there's lots of restaurants open, um, certainly for Christmas. I mean, if you um, want to order some food, if you want some Chinese food or something like that on the holidays, um, which, by the way, uh, more than just like Burger King, you know, most towns have like a Burger King maybe that's open for a couple of hours. But as funny as that, growing up, we had um, – we always went to my grandmother's place, sorry, in Worcester, Massachusetts, for – New Year's Eve, which was the big thing, and she would make like a big pot of uh, meatballs with sauce, and she would bake like Rice Krispie treats and chocolate chip cookies. Everyone would bring over some dishes and stuff. And then finally, I think when I was uh, getting into high school, she was like, I'm tired of cooking, no more cooking. Um, basically, as soon as my grandpa passed away, and she started ordering Chinese food. Nice. Uh, and somebody would go, you know, pick up the Chinese food, and, and it was so easy. You just put out, you know, all the different containers, and everyone takes a little bit, and, and everyone's happy. You still have a couple of desserts. So do you remember sort of growing up any um, annual activities that happen around Christmas time that you look forward to? Yeah, it's like it kind of goes through stay in stages with my life. But first part of my life, it was like uh, – We'd all go to my cousins or my uncles, and uh, I lived in I lived in L.A. You know, I lived in a town called Monrovia, so we'd go to another town where my uncle and aunt lived. They, uh, they lived in Sierra Madre, which is like in the mountains, and so it was real pretty. They had a really pretty house. It was it was so like so 1970s style too when you. When you see, like, uh, if you watch uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the way all the houses are, if you check it out, that's how my uncle's house is. And it's got a pool and everything. And um, everybody come over, all my cousins. And it was pretty good, real, real huge event. And that's how 
that's how I always remembered as a kid. Like, that's how I always thought of Christmas. It's like a huge thing. And then as I got older, it kind of thinned out, but. Right. Same thing here. Like, when you get older, um, I get, well, with my family, on my mom's side, it's uh, Irish Catholic and a mixture of, my grandpa was, I don't know, French and there's a little Native American blood in there. Yeah. Um, but basically, it was such a huge thing, Christmas Eve, as well as, you know, Thanksgiving, Fourth of July. Um, Easter wasn't quite as big, but um, Christmas Eve was such a huge thing. Every year, we would all pile into my grandma's house, big, like, three-story house. Um, and it was so exciting. We'd usually get there first, seeing all my cousins come in and and we would just uh start running around and having a great time and then through through the years though we're talking about the 80s basically i moved there in, in 1979 through as we got older though i mean i moved away to st louis and then chicago and i went home every year for 10 years back there and then really slowed down my uh my activity as far as um, going out of town traveling for christmas and it's really nice actually staying home these days but um, a lot of people did that on my mom's family on that side. They, uh, it's, you know, they started going over to the in-laws house maybe instead of talking about my cousins as they got older, stop, started going to the in-laws house. Maybe they would stop by just for an hour and leave or something. And it just, as time went on, I guess it wasn't the same. Eventually, unfortunately, my grandma passed away at 99, which was just a couple of years ago. But even wow. leading up to that, maybe that, yeah, 99. Leading up to that, um, she, there had been much less activity around there for holidays for obvious reasons. As she was getting older, she didn't want yeah. as much company and stuff like that. But, you know, I'll never forget that uh, as a kid uh, going over there, and it was just an automatic thing. And it was really cool right. that you knew you were going to see your family during certain times of year. You knew that right. most Easter's. Fourth of July, certainly my grandma put a pool in, a little tiny above ground pool. Um, that's when I was maybe, like maybe nine, and all the kids would go over there for starting a Memorial Day through Fourth of July and, and Labor Day. So it's just a very warm, family friendly until the, until the aunts and uncles got drunk. Because <laughs> right. that was certainly Irish Catholic surprise. Um, in fact, I, I joke around about how one year it was Thanksgiving, we showed up for. It was either Thanksgiving or Christmas, and we showed them both my uncles who had this uh, love-hate relationship, Uncle Rich and Uncle John, um, <laughs> completely funny. They got drunk, I guess. And I, well, first of all, we get there at the, on, the, on the holiday, and they both had black eyes on the other side of it. One had a left black eye, one had a right, and we're like, well, who'd you guys get into a fight with? And they refused to say it. Somebody said, finally, they got into a fight with each other. They knocked each other, they knocked each other out. So, uh, Wow. Um, nice. That was a... Yeah, so that was the uh, – those were the times. We used to actually – my cousins and I would sit down in the basement and make fun of the uh, – our aunts and uncles as they'd come down for another beer. They'd get a little more tipsy and we'd kind of – we'd uh, kind of hit them a little harder every time they come down with uh, jokes and insults and stuff. So um, anyway, yeah, warm times. Um, do you have any – speaking of, of booze, booze is a big thing around Christmas. Do you like any – Special Christmas drinks. Do you like egg, eggnog, brandy drinks, maybe, anything yeah. like that? Yeah, I like that. What about uh, any of, like, the coffee, like, Starbucks special drinks, peppermint mochas, 
I like uh, I, I like the pumpkin lattes that they put out. Love them. Absolutely. Gingerbread uh, isn't too bad. I kind of I kind of get pretty festive with the drinks. So, you know, you used to be. I wouldn't say addicted, but you used to really Starbucks used to be your brand as far as the little frappuccinos. Uh, you worked there, of course, for a while, um, and you know. And uh, do you still partake in Starbucks as much, or are you uh, really more of a home coffee drinker these days? I drink uh, up until lately, but I mean, I would buy the stuff, or I drink whatever. Like um, as long as it's strong and. I uh and I but we trying to do our own thing. I usually just get a regular cup of coffee and then uh hook it up with like almond ch- uh chocolate almond milk. Nice. nice. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. You know, it's something where um I I work I'm t- I actually have I'm sort of semi retired. Uh for some years I worked uh in medical records departments and hospitals for a contractor and would travel all around Chicago. And, uh, if there was a lot of the heart, uh, excuse me, a lot of the hospitals have a Starbucks in them. And yeah. I would go and grab like a tall or grunt, no, grunty, whatever the biggest one is. Vente. Vente? Yeah, Vente, yeah. um, coffee with just like maybe caramel, like a shot of caramel. And at like five, I would get off at like say five to six o'clock. If I got off at like seven, that's too late, but. Even if I got up at 5 o'clock, if we're talking about an hour, an hour and a half ride home, which I do not miss doing, by the way, those long commutes, but if I did have a long ride home like that, I would go to Starbucks and grab just a giant coffee. And by the time yeah. I got home, I had to pee so bad, it was like, I was itching to like do But uh, it really made the drive home a lot better, and it really made, it, uh, made me stay alert because after a day of work, a lot of people are just kind of tired. Your eyes are kind of tired and looking at the right. screen all day. But anyway, I'm more of a home coffee drinker these days, certainly. I make uh, some fabulous, every once in a while, put a little caramel in with a coffee or chocolate and put a little whipped cream on top. Uh, yeah, but any other, uh, did you did you get into, uh, have you ever baked and made any, like, holiday special Christmas cookies or pies or... No, like that's more my wife's thing. Uh, she does all the baking and all that. She doesn't like when I cook, so um, <laughs> I don't. Play, I, I don't do it. much baking myself either, so I, I understand. But, so yeah, what does she what does she make good. that's um, what does she make that to you look forward to during the holidays? Her stuffing, and then she hooks up. Uh, she hooks up the turkey. Um, Muff, not muffins, but you know, like uh, biscuits and cupcakes, ham and huh? I'm like any desserts. Yeah, cupcakes, and then our and my daughter, my youngest daughter, brings over. Uh, she's a little, she's a cook now, um, and she's very proud of it. So she brings stuff over, um, and then we. What what else we'll do is we'll go to my other like my mother in law, my other mother in law, and uh she's a baker. Even at like seventy eight, she's still like she'll ask ahead of time what is Sean like and then she'll make a pie for me or whatever I like and nice. get kinda of spoiled, yeah. Well how about uh speaking of which, 
uh, giving gifts, getting gifts. Uh, do you have a favorite Christmas gift or a couple of them? Do you remember getting as a kid that you're like something you wanted? And you're just like, yeah, you got yeah. it and went to your room and played with it all day after you got it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What was your favorite gifts that you, that you got that you can remember? So I was one of those kids where uh, back in the day I would be considered really odd because uh, I really wanted a Barbie bus, a Barbie motorhome. Because uh, I liked how big it was because it was like this huge fucking vehicle and I used to ride it. And so um, my mom had to hide it at the neighbor's and then they assembled it there and then brought it over. Wow, cool. That is that is a thing, hiding the gifts. Because I'll tell you what, like I think about that and I'm like, boy – if you're a parent, like, yeah, it's, I mean, maybe just once a year, but staying up all night on Christmas Eve to assemble gifts right. would be difficult. So that, uh, that's funny yeah. that they did hide it at your neighbor's house. So, um, yeah, man, any of those, when you're a kid, uh, like today, I think kids are asking for like phones and electronics and like oh kind of some God, real expensive dude. stuff. But like when I was a kid, if I got like, uh, I was into like figures and and cars and yeah, cars. Yeah. like I remember getting like a Matchbox or Hot Wheels car city and basically it was like oh, a wow. two or three decker it folded yeah. so it wasn't you know uh the, it wasn't that hard to put away but like you know you I had like maybe 40 30 40 different Matchbox cars and my cousin would come over uh often during the holidays especially that week when you're a kid in between Christmas and New Year's where you have that week off. Um, I think actually, if I remember right, don't kids have, do they have two weeks off? For the I think it's like Christmas I week so, and yeah. New Year's week. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I remember that. One of those weeks, my cousin would come over usually. And we'd set up the big Matchbox City thing. We'd pick our cars. We'd pick characters. We'd name ourselves different names. We'd ask, what, what do you do for a living? I, I'm a reporter for the yeah, local yeah, yeah. news. <laughs> I'm a rock star, whatever it is. And we pick right. our cars appropriately and make up these fictional worlds that uh, we would create either with that or with, like, G.I. Joe or He-Man. You get the He-Man castle or the castle of Grayskull, I believe. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are some of my favorite things. And then uh, maybe, like, a bike when you're – I got a bike. And uh, then later on, nice. of course, I remember getting uh, – waiting. Oh, Dawkins was my favorite band when I was, like, 12. 13 years old before I get into like Metallica and, Slayer and stuff like that. Uh, who, Dawkins? Really? Dawkins was your like first favorite band? Yeah, for like a year or two, yeah. So they were uh, good. Them and, them and Ozzy, I would say. Okay, I know yours was Zach Sept, but <laughs> I can no, imagine that one. Zach Sept was later. My first favorite band was Kiss. And then, uh, well, of and course, then that was like when I was like five years old or something. Exactly, yeah. dude. Yeah, well, I was talking about twelve or thirteen. Once I cared about how good the guitar player was and how you know. Okay. Once once that came around, then Dawkins was better than than Kiss. Um, but yeah, I got a. I think it was Back for the Attack, and I remember it yeah. came out a couple of months before Christmas, and I had to wait and wait and wait for it, and then I finally got it, and I listened to it all day. Um, fabulous little. Um, I think I mentioned before about uh, my dad used to get me like comic books on. Uh, like audio comic books, basically. Nice. And and I told you the story before about uh, my first. I think the first one I can really remember is when I was like five, six years old, 
and when we had moved out to Sturbridge and I got a Batman stacked cards. It was a comic book and a little record. It wasn't a comic book on tape yet. It was this little 45 single. It was maybe like 20 minutes long. You can find it on YouTube these days. It's so awesome. Um, and it was actually so scary when I was a kid. I mean, they were talking about Batman and Robin were like talking about giving the Joker a frontal lobotomy because he was murdering people and, and security guards were getting dusted off. And it was, it was a really adult like comic. Yeah, I loved it. And that, that really kind of made me addicted to those. And he also gave me another thing you can find on YouTube, Alfred Hitchcock's Ghost Stories for Young People, um, which is great entertainment. And he, he was really, I have to say, between the that and the, some different Hardy Boys things, he gave me some great books on tape to kind of try to get me into books because I just didn't like them so much when I was a little kid. Um, but, uh, yeah, what else? Um what about your favorite gift that you gave somebody? Oh man, I oh, wow. Um, trying to think. Uh, I, that's a the hard one. I have to go through over the years. No, like, no. How about this? Why don't you think about it? I'll I'll give mine. Like, and if you can't, then don't worry about it. But I remember um, I did work at my at a factory that my father was the vice president, I want to say, of a toy company uh, for quite a long time. And I used to, I went in there and, and did some different jobs with the company there uh, while I was going through college. And one of them was to basically take the parts that were sent back to us from the retail stores, take the working parts, save them, and then basically – put them into a, a new toy that we got that uh, if whatever, if a cassette wasn't working, if a certain part of the toy wasn't working, I would be able to put the working part from another toy into this non-working part of a otherwise good toy and, and make it work, and I would uh, send those out as refurbished uh, toys. Uh, what I did one year is I I think that was, a, that was a year I think that I came back for New Year's instead of Christmas. And what I did is I sent back to all of my nieces and nephews on the East Coast. I feel horrible because I don't, I didn't do that on the West Coast. I think everyone was older though, and I, my cousins didn't have kids yet. But um, I sent back a huge box of random toys, little kids' computers and learning activities, talking dolls, and just said, "Can you guys please figure out who gets what?" And it was just this big, huge box of toys. And everyone, the kids supposedly just went nuts when his box open and out pulls all of these like little uh fabulous uh computers with maybe 40 to 50 different activities on it so that's that was nice. my favorite um that i can remember um but uh well we can move on to uh let's their portion of uh christmas we got gifts we got food we got movies and songs well, um, entry I want to make about as far as entertainment or cartoons, different holiday favorites. Charlie Brown represented sort of. Oh, yeah. uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna go into Christmas hardships for a little, just a little segment here. Don't want to be negative. Yeah. You remember that? The like Charlie Brown had a special Classic. basically for every holiday. Um, yeah. My favorite is Thanksgiving. Most people's favorite is the Great Pumpkin. 
the Christmas one I, I think is is not so great, but um, I still watch those. It's, it's okay, but it's they yeah, have it's this melancholy. Sucks, well, there's there's always a melancholy vibe to, to Charlie Brown specials because he's right. a depressed little kid. And Christmas time, even the song Christmas time is here again. Right. Da, 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 da. It's kind of a downer song a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it, it reminds me of how, you know, Christmas time is, is hopefully great for everybody, as, as many people as possible. But once, once in a while, you know, people, even happy people could have a, a down Christmas here or there. Right. Um, I really feel for people that really do not look forward to Christmas. Uh, it's one thing if you're just a con- uh, massive consumer and, and you just uh, you're stressed out because of the kids and the gifts and all that kind of stuff. It's it's you know part of the gig. But if you're talking about people that are just uh, perpetually lonely during the holidays, I really feel for those people. And I luckily am not. Um, I'm going to talk about this in a minute, but. Um, Dirty, I want you to. Um, you told me a story before about when you first moved to Chris to Chicago. How you had a, a kind of a Christmas where you know was, you were a little bit lonely. It wasn't started off as not the best Christmas. Can you tell us a little bit about that Christmas? Yeah, it was just kind of rough. I uh, my second Christmas in Chicago, and um, you know. Uh, I didn't go home to my mom, so I stayed and hung out with friends or coworkers. Uh, one of my coworkers was the daughter of Mr. McFeely, the postman on Mr. Rogers' wow. show. So I thought that was pretty wow. funny, but but it was you know everybody passed out because they were drunk, and so I was just sitting up late at night and then. I left pretty early in the morning because I was like, eh, and so went for a walk, and it was like, it just dumped. So it was like, it's like snowy. It was kind of lonely because like even Chicago shuts down a little bit in some places, so it's just kind of like, eh. And uh, and my friend who I'd <clears throat> who I'd worked with before the restaurant, she. She was like, "Hey, you want to hang out and stuff?" And she let me come in. We had some coffee and just watched holiday movies and talked. And but it was really nice and just simple and just a sweet gesture. And um, it, you know, and and uh, and I, I can say that on different occasions, you know, people are really randomly nice, you know. But uh, yeah, it was it was nice, you know. It was just um, just pleasant and. Kind of, kind of made for the moment, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it seems like everybody's had at least a couple of those. Even though, like I said, if you normally look forward to the holiday, even if um, whatever the situation is, obviously, uh, some kids. I, I do feel lucky as a kid. Not about everything, but one thing I feel lucky for is I did get some really nice Christmas presents and. Um, I, there's plenty of kids that got a pack of gum or something for Christmas. Some kids that, you know, that, uh, live in different types of homes and stuff like that. Or, you know, if they're going through something with their family, whatever, whatever the situation is, Christmas should be a happy time for kids. And for those that it's not, I definitely feel for them. And being an, an adult, 
is different because I don't really care about gifts as much. It's really about feeling loved, I guess, right? Is, is yeah, the, yeah. This is a time period besides maybe your birthday. It's just a day of the year, that and New Year's, which, by the way, we will have a uh, New Year's special where we'll all also wrap up the year of 2023. But it's just a time period where you do want to feel loved, and I don't know if anybody's ever had that Christmas where I think I had a Christmas in there where nobody texted me or even or called me or no no Merry Christmases or something like that. Um, yeah. But any, anybody that's went through that, uh, it, it's rough. I could tell you one Christmas that um, it was about uh, close to 10 years ago. Uh, and in 2010, I got engaged to my future wife. But we didn't get married right away. Uh, we had uh, some hardships that happened and circumstances that really tore us apart. And I moved out in 2015 and moved downtown to Oak Street uh, Beach, which was not as glamorous as anybody that lives in Chicago as it sounds. I uh, lived at Oak and Dearborn. Uh, it was a major part of Chicago. Walked all around that area and, and did enjoy some of it. It was really beautiful during the holidays, super clean, uh, a little bit of snow dusting, awesome lights and different Christmas decorations. But <laughs> I can tell you that um, my fiance and I had split up and I was in this new uh, little apartment and Christmas Eve came around and I went down to do laundry because I didn't have anything else to do on Christmas Eve and I noticed that a Christmas story was on and what I did is it was just about over and it was a TNT one that runs 24 hours so I sat down there and waited for it to start up again and I watched it once all the way through while I was doing laundry on Christmas Eve, down alone in the laundry room, which was, you know, yeah, that was, uh, yeah. Let's just say I, I hoped for better Christmas Christmases during that Christmas. And um, to take that a little bit further, I did move back in. I started dating my ex-fiance again in 2017, where we started becoming friends again. 2018, we started to date. 2019, we became engaged again, and I moved back in. Unfortunately, right after we married, she passed away in 2021, and a surprise. Uh, it was really uh, just a, um, you know, I couldn't say I didn't. We didn't. Nobody saw it coming, really. So um, that first Christmas that she passed away, and if anybody has loved ones that have passed away, you do think about that during the holidays. That first Christmas that she was gone was really horrible and it was so horrible because uh i had proposed to her a second time two years before that we're talking about 2021 she had passed by august of that year and i proposed to her again on christmas eve of 2019 when i was moved in so i just made made it extra special sad in fact uh i'm not going to stay on the topic too long because it is still sad to talk about but uh, last Christmas, I did have a much better Christmas, and uh, this this Christmas, I, I have plenty of things to look forward to. It's just, you know, again, I feel for the people out there that do have loved ones that have passed on when it comes to Christmas time. Hopefully, you get past the sadness part, which will never leave, but you your mindset really can focus more on being thankful for the years that you did have. Wow. You okay? Uh, sorry, yeah, just uh, it just 
just hit me there for a second. I, <clears throat> well, anyway, you can feel. Thankful for the people you still have in your life that you love. Yeah. Uh, uh, wow, I didn't see that coming. Um, yeah. Usually I'm able to talk about this without uh, getting choked up these days. That's why I thought I could do it. But, um, yeah. but anyway, um, to bring it back around to something positive, when you have people in your life that you loved, so much that you feel like that, it can be good when you get to the point where you start to feel thankful that you felt so strongly about them in the first place. And the love doesn't go away, and um, it'll always be there. And I, not to be corny, but I'd rather have loved and lost something than to never have that come around at all. So, um, well, let, let's try to bring this around to something, again, a little bit more positive. Um, there's not actually too much more dirty. There's not too much more on the plate here um, as far as subjects to talk about with Christmas. Uh, we've gone through, like, gifts, uh, different holiday songs and, and movies and stuff like that. Um, and to, just as a special uh, side, I'm thankful. Uh, dirty, you and I have reconnected. Uh, it, to anybody out there, too, if you have friends that you haven't talked to in a while, when you get older, hey, reconnect with them, man. You know, it can be a very positive experience. Um, you know, yeah. actually, when people move away from a certain area, I mean, Dirty, you moved away from Chicago. We drifted apart. Uh, so we weren't around each other. And then um, then all of a sudden we got reconnected, which was fabulous. Yeah. Now we got the show. So uh, very happy for that. Um, yeah, so for anybody out there, it's really about family, friends, your loved ones. And, uh, yeah. You know, the people that are close to you that love you. And if you feel loved, that's a great thing. Oh, my God. I agree with you. And, uh, I mean, I, I, uh, like two years ago, I lost my mom. And it was, uh, it was in the same month of of, uh, Christmas. And then (laughs) last year, my wife got, got sick. That was a cold. That was just, that was a stomach flu. And ended up being this serious infection. She had to get had to get surgery. We're in the hospital for like two weeks. I missed our entire Christmas. And it's something that like we look forward to. Uh, especially as I get older, I could give a shit about anything else. I'm 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 really not even. I'm getting less and less materialistic. Like I oh just, totally. I I appreciate most of all the people in my life and like my family. You know. You, you, and all my Chicago family, and uh, um, that's the thing I value more. I, I, you know, it's just because you lose shit, you get, you could lose shit, you could get shit stolen, you get shit destroyed from whatever. But it's the people, because you know, for me, my life isn't shit without the people that've been in it. Um, Yeah, absolutely. So I just. You know, I can, I, I, I can't agree with you more, and I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, I know I was, I was really taken back uh, by everything that happened with you, and that's what kind of, I it just, it, it was like it came, it, it, it came to me, and it was like, which I, 
<laughs> I had, you know, obviously I need to talk to you and be, and be reconnected because it just, for me, it, it's a reconnect. It's a, it's a, it's, it's like a thing that's in your, your heart or whatever. And you just, you yearn for these people that make you happy, that put a smile on your face and, uh, show you love. And it's just like, you know, I try to, keep those people in my life and you know uh we could have we could you know we could do months of, of a series of just the good times uh you know that we've had and just our experiences and it's just uh you know that's why I, like, why I appreciate Christmas more and, and in this place in my life right now I'm older it's cool being like the older person and now I'm a grandpa so it's even wow even cooler uh, you know, so it's just like, and to live that long, I've always wanted to live at least long enough to have a, to be a grandparent and, you know, and my granddaughter is like, she's, she's amazing, dreamed of, you know, kind of person. And, uh, so that to live, to live long enough where you, you could see this and on the holidays, you really appreciate that stuff. You look back, you're with your, the ones you love and, uh, it's just, it's, it's beautiful you know like i i am more into buying things for people and for making efforts to see people and you know especially in, in, on the holidays uh and you know that's you know that's that's the fucking exciting part like when we have everybody over uh and especially for my wife it's you know she lost her son and so like you know it's like we're really even more, especially her, she really has to be around family. Like we really get close and tight, and so it's yeah. So yeah, I mean, if so, we'd urge anyone out there if you're listening, if, uh, if there's a friend you haven't talked to in a while, or, or anybody, even if it's just a simple text. I, some people may think right. it's, um, not personal enough or something like that. I consider it uh, the, the modern equivalent of the Christmas card. You know, for yeah. people that, you know, it's just an easy way to reach out and say, hey, uh, Merry Christmas. I'm thinking about you. I miss you. I hope you're doing well. I love to do it to family and friends. And, and just to follow up, too, on the um, consumer, the materialistic part of Christmas, I long ago um, let go of the gift giving and the and the gift receiving. And I basically told everyone, let's not exchange gifts. Just say hi. Just tell me you love me. Let's have a drink. Let's have a um have a dinner or whatever it is, yeah, that, that you can to be together. And you know what? It made Christmas so much more uh, enjoyable to let go of the the yeah that chore of of having to find the right gift. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I, how many times that you've given somebody a gift? Uh, it's happened before where I give them a gift, and if somehow they don't like it, or it's not the right thing, and they kind of look at them like, oh, gee, thanks. Um, and it's not that they're meaning to say thanks for nothing. It's just that, uh, you know, it's not really it's something that either they already have or they don't really want in the first place. or So just letting go of all that and just keeping Christmas for what it is with family, friends, loved ones um, it is really kind of, to me, a beautiful thing. So, um, yeah, and uh, I'm trying to think of anything else to, to talk about for – for Christmas, 
Jerry, do you have anything to add to our discussion about uh, Christmas? I, it seems a little short because we could keep going on, but no, I, um, I mean, uh, I, you know, I had a lot of great Christmases in Chicago. Uh, you know, I had a, um, you know, we would, I think, I think a couple times we've been there. We had a friend, you know, we had a, this friend who were a couple. Uh, we'd go to their place and hang out. Uh, we call them Double A. Um, you know, we had spent time with them, and, and you know, you'd come over to. I think I don't know, or maybe you know, you'd gone out of town still, but uh, I I'd go to my friends, my friend Keith, and then he got married, so him and his wife, uh, and everybody would come over. Um, and it was always nice. It was a, yet again, it was a nice, warm feeling uh, when I, I had you know made friends with them, and um, you know. And, in my mid to late twenties, started having Christmases again and looking forward to it. I, I was younger, man, especially in my teens. Like Christmas was so depressing. Uh, it was just me and my mom. It was rough with my mom, and she would just cry a lot. And, you know, oh, that's rough. Hang out. It, yeah, it's just not her fault. I don't blame her, but it just it just was not very festive when I got older. And so, you know, in my twenties, I meet people and they invite me over, or you know, whatever it was. It was nice, you know, and uh, uh, and everybody was so sweet and uh, warm and just festive, and you just you're together. And I was yeah. not so lonely, you know. So yeah, I appreciate all that shit. Yeah, nice. I do. Yeah, that's cool, man. I do remember um, when I I did. I was born in Seattle, moved to Massachusetts for uh, when I was five, six, and then when I was eighteen, I left and moved to St. Louis with my dad. Uh, my parents were divorced at that point. There was one Christmas where my brother Phil uh, from the West Coast, who basically he's like uh, an executive, way upper executive for a big insurance company, um, and he uh, is basically works 24-7. Uh, but he came out to visit me and my dad there. <laughs> I took him to a Christmas party. I'm not going to say what happened there. Let's just say... It was uh, it was a lot of laughs and it was a lot of fun and we uh, I'll leave it at that I'll leave it Wait, at that. Well, let's just say this: he's not going to listen to it in his life. This is we're talking about thirty years ago. Let's just say right. me and him didn't end the night alone. <laughs> I guess right. I think it was anyway. Uh, very very funny. Uh, but for Christmas Day, um, my dad. Grill, instead of making like the traditional turkey dinner, this was great. He grilled bone-in ribeye steaks that he marinated overnight, oh, okay. yeah. and he school. made and he served it with asparagus. He actually made, and my dad doesn't bake. He's like me; he doesn't bake at all. He made a homemade chocolate chip cheesecake with a chocolate crust, chocolate graham crust. And we're not talking about like a Jello cheesecake or something. We're talking about a real cheesecake i just i was amazed by it to this day it's one of the best uh dinners i've ever had um and my brother being there was great another thing i used to go home for christmas like i said uh that, that one with my brother is one where i went for new year's instead of christmas but there's one christmas with my mom where she made she everyone would bring a dish to my grandma for for christmas eve she got a big humongous piles and piles of chicken wings and basically just baked them in the oven and when she did, 
I think something happened, and we maybe we had a couple glasses of champagne, and she fell asleep for a while. I just know that she left them in much longer than she meant to. Just she wanted to cook them for like an hour, an hour and a half. She ended up cooking them for like three hours with barbecue sauce on them. So we went in. She's like, "Oh, these are going to be ruined and horrible." She pulled them out and let them sit for a minute. And I, I said, "Hey, do you mind if I try these?" She thought they were ruined. They were the most tender, flavorful Christmas. Uh, excuse me, chicken wings that I've ever had. She had to stop me eating them because they were supposed to be the dish we were bringing to Christmas. And of course, immediately we bring them there. She reheats them in the oven for a few minutes, puts them back out, and everyone just starts wolfing them down, saying, "What? What the hell are these chicken wings?" She used like craft barbecue sauce on chicken wings, and that's it. And they were just uh, they were to die for. So that was a uh, another Christmas. Uh, dish or meal that was just uh, unforgettable. Uh, so uh, well, I think we're going on about an hour here for Christmas. We can keep going on. And, and look, this isn't yeah. I'm sure. Next year we'll do another Christmas episode. We'll have some more stories to tell. So um, one last thing I want to say, though, I do want to say uh, hello. I will be doing so in a more of a private form to my, my friends and my family, my dad's family on the West Coast, which is in California and Washington. My mom's family on the East Coast, uh, primarily in Massachusetts, uh, and I'm here in Chicago, dirty in Alaska. Uh, we want to with one last thing. Uh, I did notice here some Christmas time, just time of the year festivities in some other parts of the world, and I, I, I noticed some festivals around the world that I thought were very interesting because I was looking at different festivals. One of them is. One called Festival of the Ass. Believe it or not, there is a uh, a festival, holiday festival called the Festival of the Ass. And it was in the Middle Ages, the Festival of the Ass was held on Christmas Eve, recalling Joseph and Mary's flight into Egypt. A young girl with a baby in her arms entered the church riding an ass or a donkey. During Mass, all the prayers ended with hee-haw. The Catholic Church banned this celebration because of its sacrilegious character not surprised by that there's also something called festival of the madman oh nice it used to be a festival of the madman on christmas day when servants became masters and masters servants for the day hmm. talking about some that would be a purge part two in a lot of parts right. of the world you're talking about that right. um but anyway everybody we want to wish you guys a merry christmas uh if you're in northern europe we wish you well uh, with your annual Wicked Tree Festival. We want to give some birthday wishes right. to Jesus Christ and Krishna. And to everyone, we want to say Merry Christmas, Crazy Kwanzaa, Rock and Ramadan, Happy Hanukkah, and basically Happy Holidays. Uh, thank you so much, guys. Take care. We'll talk to you next time. Rock and roll. Merry Christmas. Yeah.